We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Not ready. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hello. Howdy. I'm Kat. I'm Desi. I'm Sarah. And you're listening to Whining, Whining with, with Nurses. Hey, I did better that time. We did the first intro it was last, awful. Last week's <laughs> intro, uh, yeah. It was not awful. It was not good. It was different and fun. It had a flair to it, that's for sure. <laughs> now we're all in sync. Like, yeah. bye, bye, bye. Bye-bye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. We threw whining and nursing out the window. We're pursuing our vocal careers. Oh, Sarah, <laughs> I love your socks. Um, thank you. These are my support stockings. Those, oh. They're compression stockings that I wear because they actually work. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't know what they are. The surprise I got them on, on internet. her face when she said that. They actually work. Yeah, because I was like, whatever, how much difference can some tighter socks make in mm-hmm. your day, you know? Um, and then I started wearing a compression sleeve on my ankle because I got the arthritis, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, a lot of difference. That's mm-hmm. amazing. What about knee pain? Like I, I got a lot of knee pain today. I can't speak to knee pain, but I bet you if you got some compression sleeves that go over your knee, it probably would help. Really? It just like helps promote the blood flow in there. And hmm. so it keeps your legs warmer. Like, I don't know. I feel like my feet and legs don't get as tired at work when I'm wearing these hmm. and they don't get as achy at the end of the day. Cause I always have achy legs and feet cause I've got, you know, deformed bones. Listen, this is the all about me and my healthcare <laughs> problems. Hey, but this is important stuff for nurses. Really though. They have yeah. like support Support hose. <laughs> like you like and me. <laughs> it's my hose and they love me. <laughs> uh, no, they are. I love my compression socks. You wear them socks. too? Yeah, I w- religiously. I, I One day I wore like these really cute like boot socks. They're of cats. <laughs> that my of course. coworker got for me. So I wanted to show how much I liked them. And that was the most miserable shift. Like after my feet hurt so bad. Hmm. I, well, I'm kind of dramatic anyway, so. No, it's real. It was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, was it was awful. awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, all I should dramatic. come here for all my problems. <laughs> I never used to wear them. I can't believe I didn't. And now I'm like, how much damage could I have prevented if I had been, I don't know if it actually prevents any damage, but mm, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should try them. I don't usually stand a lot, but I'm trying to use my like standing desk more. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got me that little mat and I realized my knees probably both were killing me because I wasn't using that squishy mat to stand all day. Yeah. And then I was walking all around the office all day, but standing really like in the same spot for a while and my knees are just killing me. I left like they're cracking and just really sore. They're still sore. Um, and it's not like there's a bunch of padding under the carpet. It's basically a thin layer of carpet over yeah. some concrete or something, you right. know, like it hurts yeah, to so stand much. there. Anyway, how have you been? How's your day? You work today. I did. Sarah's fresh off the hospital. I'm just freshly covered in C. diff. Oh, leave my couch. <laughs> um, it was kind of a stressful, busy day. Um, yeah, I had one patient that was really a big complainer and he was probably the least sick patient that I had. And I was just like, come on, man. Hmm. You don't even know how good you have it over here. Mm-hmm. And then I had another patient that was like, I was a nurse 50 years ago for a few years, but it was at a big time hospital in an emergency department. So basically we learned twice as much as any other nurse. And then he wanted to tell us every step of how to do everything. I love those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's actually not the best idea. The way I'm going to tell you is the best way to do it because there's no room to do it the way you're... Anyway. I always worry about annoyed. that, like being a nurse. Like when I'm older, am I going to... Because you, you're like, oh, I'm a nurse. I like, I get, you know, and you're doctors are trying to tell you something. You're like, I kind of understand. Like I, I, I'm a nurse. I like understand your medicals, whatever. But I don't want to be that patient because we have patients like I have like, oh, I was a nurse. You know, I'm, I've been retired for 20 years. But, you know, but I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know, that, that doesn't change what I'm yeah, about to yeah, tell exactly. You. I don't want to be that. But it- <laughs> oh, <burn. laughs> wow. Uh, on that note, Sarah, should we open your wine? Let's do it. I got this wine solely because the bottle is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's red wine in a clear bottle, and 
Red wines are almost always in green bottles. Anyway, so I wonder how the huh. light affects this, if at all. I'm going to ask Kareem. I have not um, actually thought about red wines always in green bottles. That's very true. Isn't it this weird? is a really cool bottle. And it's called Cote Roses. It's like a play on Cote Rhone, which is a you know varietal in France. Uh, anyway, and it's got Syrah, Grenache, and Mouvedra, which is like a GSM, but they're calling it Languedoc. I guess What's that's a GSM? The, Grenache, Syrah, Mouvedra. Mouvedra. Oh. It's just a way that we like shorten it here in the U.S. Mm. Standard blend. But they're just switching the order of the letters and calling it something fancy because they're French. Well, it's a fancy French wine, and on the bottom of the bottle, it looks <gasps> like a rose. Did y'all even see that? Oh my Dude, gosh. you can make cookies and like imprint it with their little rose thing. You can have this bottle, bottle and then do I that. I'm diabetic. I should not make cookies. Just make something. <laughs> I can I I make pizza roses. Okay. Ooh, I'm like, okay, okay. Like, she's going to make them for us right now. Uh, okay, so I'm ready. How do you open it? Is it going to make a sound? I probably will, right? Here, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hold my bouquet. I'll try. It is really pretty. Hold the picture. On. (laughs) 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 I'm like, can we do it again? It's like, oh, Oh, that was cute. Oh, here. Try, try again. So now we're going to drink this beauty. Um, This is from Gerard Bertrand, which is, um, it's French. As I French. say before, it is French, uh, but it's a uh, you know bottled and it's uh, imported by Wine West and Sausalito. Anyway, whatever. It's a product of France. It's French. Really pretty. Where'd you get it? Um, Reallys. No, oh, how much was it? Uh, I think it was like sixteen Thank you. bucks. That's good. Sixteen. She's trying oh, to get right. you all liquored up. <laughs> you know what I've noticed that imported wines are sometimes less expensive than. American wines, like mm. California wines, are so expensive, even mm. though we live right here in the middle of wine country. Oh, are you shocked that everything in wine country is expensive? I mean, <laughs> like everything? I guess I'm used to it now. <laughs> I think the it. Safeway in um, either Napa or St. Helena is the most expensive Safeway in the country. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Is that the one you go to? No. <laughs> I drive 30 minutes over. The hill and go to Trader Joe's. I was going to say, do you have Trader yeah. Joe's? Because I love that place. I love Trader I, I never go, too. though. It's so busy. busy. I, Anytime I'm free to go, which is after work, yeah, it's busy. I went the other day and circled the parking lot five times, and two cars almost hit me backing out of a spot, <laughs> and I didn't get those spots. Yeah. I was, it's terrible. I was in a heated rage, parking lot rage. It's just worth it, though, because they're... Stuff's so good. Great. And reasonable yeah. prices. It's just the neighborhood <laughs> good store. Stuff. And it's labeled like, oh, this is kind of healthy because it's Trader Joe's. And, and, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> Savory I know, the labels are healthy. cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have a Wine of the Month Club wine. Oh, you guys yeah. ready to hear it? Do you, do you know about this, Desi? I just learned. The, okay. Yeah. So, let me get the soapbox ready. Hold on. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. First Fresh. of all, let me pose a question to you both. If you had a patient who was not diabetic and their blood sugar came back at 79 in the morning before they have eaten, what would you think of it? Totally fine. Okay. Ditto. Same. Okay. Me too. I was like, good. That's normal. 60 to 100, as I know or understand, is a normal blood sugar for someone who's not diabetic if you're fasting, right? Well, I had a patient um, recently who went for a procedure and he had been kept NPO or nothing by mouth all day. And when he came back from the procedure, and he was totally fine all day, not, and he's not diabetic. When he came back, the nurse who gave me a report was like, um, I don't know if you noticed, but he had a blood sugar of 79 this morning in his morning labs. And I just kind of looked at her like, uh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, so, I mean, he wasn't ordered blood sugar checks or anything, but I checked him and he was, you know, 78. <laughs> And fine. I was like, oh, okay, good. So he's stable? And she's like, yeah, I mean, you just might want to like notice that. I don't know if you know. Wait, this was a pharmacist? No, this was a nurse. Oh, a nurse? Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't know. No, she's smart. I know her. She's she's really smart. Uh, okay. So well, I'm confused. One, why was she giving me a hard time about a blood sugar of 79? And two, why was she saying it in that tone? <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe she didn't know. She's got her hand on her hip, acting all. <laughs> Maybe she didn't know. I didn't know. 
Ah, come I have, on. I have a wine of the month also today. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, so this has been happening a lot recently and it's really irritating. So doctors will see a patient in the office and then make a medication change, send it into the pharmacy. And then we have been getting, us nurses, tons of calls saying, um, there's an interaction between this medication and this other medication that they're on because the doctor doesn't send a note along with the prescription saying replacing whatever medication they're replacing. Uh. So they're changing a medication, but it interacts with their old oh. one. And they're not like, there's a, a, it's so easy. You just type it in to, in the pharmacy, as you're sending in the prescription, you say, replace these benazapril, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So that they can discontinue it and give them a new one. So they won't give it to the patient. Then the patient calls and the pharmacy calls. And then we get a call and then we have to call everyone back. Just we have to talk to the doctor. And it's like, nothing. if their note's not ready, we have to talk to them. It's so irritating. So I went up to... One of our doctors the other day was like, you know what? You're causing me so much extra work because you're not oh. putting in. Can you just look right here? Pull up a med. Okay, click on this. Look at this fake med right here. Okay, please type it in. I am getting so many calls because you're not doing that. And and they're all doing it. I don't know why we've never had this problem before. All of a sudden, I'm getting so many of these calls <laughs> and it's so infuriating. And it takes two seconds to right. type that phrase, right. replaces, whatever. Like yeah. you're saying if somebody, if they're deciding to put someone on Entresto, but they ought, they used to take lisinopril or something yep. and they don't say That's exactly discontinue lisinopril or something, yep. you know? And then they're like, um, there's an interaction between this and that. I'm like, great. Okay. Well, anyway, usually the note's ready and I can look at it and just be like, it's fine. It replaces that or whatever. He knows that they're on both. Just give it to him. But it's just a lot of extra work that I it's like, is unnecessary. Right. I'm like, I have other did. important things to be doing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How about you, Desi? <laughs> oh, man. What you don't need to. Do? I hate when people put me on the spot. No, I'm sure I had <laughs> one thing, um One thing I guess I've been kind of frustrated about lately is um, we've had a lot of like end of shift transfers down from ICU, which... Um, it's, they're not supposed to because it basically, you know, throws everything off. And this patient has been in ICU and they've had orders to be sent down to HVU, our floor, telemetry floor, since like one o'clock in the afternoon. What does HVU stand for? Uh, heart and vascular unit. Okay. And they've had, they had staff available, they had the beds available, but ICU didn't want to have to get an admit on day shift and so they wait till change of shift to bring mm. them down strategery and yeah and it's it just kind of you know when you're getting a patient from ICU you need a minute to get them you know hooked up to whatever suction or oxygen whatever drips they're on you you need uh, time to get them settled and right at the beginning of your shift is a hard time to make that happen because you're already having so many things to do you already don't know your patient's you have on the floor already. So I've, it's just, it's frustrating that it happens over and over and over again. And the reasoning behind it is sneaky. Like hmm. they're pawning it off. They're just, they don't want to have to get an admit on that shift. So they're waiting till the end of shift to, and then like dumping the patient down on mm-hmm. our unit. So that's frustrating. Yeah. It is frustrating. We all do it to some extent though. Today I had, I had a patient that I was had transfer orders for. But I knew as soon as I got rid of them, they were going to give me a new patient. And I just needed some time to catch up on charting. So I was stalling a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it didn't hurt anyone. You know, I mean, it was still in the middle of the shift. It just, someone had to sit in the ER for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They did a lot of things while he was down there. It was really nice. Nice. They took care of the PDP, as we all know that I hate. What's that? Where you ask a bunch of questions that nobody ever reads the answers to. Like, Uh. have you had any thoughts of harming yourself in the past 30 days? Or have you traveled outside (laughs) of the U.S. or been in close contact with someone who's traveled. Anyway. Right. Yeah. It's like um, driving. Like when you're driving. Sorry, the alcohol just hit my brain. I was like, what was I going to say? Oh, like when you're driving and you're mad at someone for going really slow. And so you're tailgating them and you're mad at them. But then like you're going slow on purpose and another day and someone's behind you and you're like, I'm just going to go slower because they're tailgating me. It's like everyone does these things, you know, to an extent. Yeah, totally. Oh man. I thought I was doing that to my therapist the other day. I was on my way to see her for the first time in a while because my PSVT like really triggered my anxiety and I hadn't seen her for a couple of years so I was like I need to see you wait paroxysmal SVT yeah oh I didn't know you have that yeah got diagnosed kind of recently yeah 
super fun. And then my anxiety is triggering it more. Congratulations. Now, yes. No. Doctor, the doctor <laughs> in my office was like the electrophysiologist, like, okay, no more caffeine. So I haven't been having any coffee, which I drink daily and Boo. love. Yeah, I know. Decaf. It's been a very tired week. And today my body decided to wake up 30 minutes earlier. So I've just been really tired all day for no oh, reason. No. Anyway, what was I saying? That we all do these things. Oh, yeah. So we all do these things. Oh, you, you thought you were tailgating. Oh, yeah. So I thought I was tailgating. Like there, so this lady is driving super slow on the freeway, and I'm going, like, with my arm, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, like, so she can obviously see me, and she's looking out her window, and I'm like, oh, my God, is that my therapist? And, and then I was, like, planning what I would say to her when I get there. Okay, I just was really worried I was going to be late to get here. And like, all that is more and still, more and more signs you need to go see your Therapist got her work cut out for her. I know. I was like, I got even more anxious thinking I was doing that to you. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway. So what do you guys think of the wine? I, you know, it's it's lighter. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a light. What Red. are you guys? You mean me? <laughs> Desi. Yes, that's Come right. on. No, I'm still stuck in the trenches of the whole 30. I think when I first smelled it, I smelled some spices. I know we always say cinnamon, but there was probably some cinnamon in there. Maybe, mm. you know, allspice. Also a little bit floral, like lavender or something. Mm-hmm. I get some floral. Can yeah. Smell it? Yeah. But it doesn't, you're right. It's it's light. It's pretty mild mm-hmm. smelling. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't linger. Well, the one we had last time was so like voluptuous even in the smell yeah i know very sexy but and so in comparison that one this one's a little more uh mild mm-hmm. wow that's crazy like you haven't even not you have not had a drink of either one of those but you can that's exactly what i would say like <laughs> nailed amazing. it nailed it oh you're amazing you're all amazing Will you tell oh. my mom <laughs> <laughs> does she listen to the podcast? Does she know you're on a podcast? She listen, does. Listen, Desi's mom, you should be so proud. <laughs> you should be so proud of her. Aww. Thanks. We just really appreciate okay, her schnoz. Oh, my and, schnoz. Uh, <laughs> I do have that famous Traverso nose. It's uh, quite large. Good at snow. I don't think I don't you think have a large does. nose at all. So. No. Well, it's a wide bridge. Okay, yes. your bridge yeah. is like a little wider, I yeah. guess, it's but doesn't like stand out where I would ever look at you and be like, that's a wide bridge. <laughs> <laughs> As you think about people. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I noticed about her? <laughs> so she has a really wide bridge. I have a story for today. <laughs> okay. Actually. Yeah. I, I know we're going to talk about coworkers today. Yeah. Which is a great topic and this kind of comes into play, so I'll get us started. Uh, we had a patient who had a stress test today. Um and they, it was, I think, a Lexi scan. So they did an injection. They kind of stressed the heart. They took some pictures. He went back in the waiting room before the second set of pictures and all of a sudden felt some chest pressure and some, you know, he's kind of sweaty. And so one of the other nurses went out there and kind of brought him back and, you know, we got him to a room and she hooked up the EKG and I was helping her and, um, I looked at the screen and the second it starts to come on, I'm like, oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> he, had, he had a semi. Whoa. So he, uh, that's a ST segment myocardial infarction, which is basically, a, it's a heart attack. Um, there are different kinds of heart attacks. That's uh, the big kahuna. That's the big, yeah, that's not the not the one you want to have because you definitely want to have the other kind. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't a good. So um we anyway, EMS came and he went to the hospital, but we gave him some aspirin and some nitro and um, good recognizing a STEMI. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you, but yeah, yay, actually, good that's job. what everyone was like. Good job, Jessica or the other nurse in our office kind of looked at it and didn't really know what to do. And I was like, the second I saw it, before I even printed the EKG out, I was like, um, okay, well, I'm gonna go get some nitro and we're gonna aspirin and we'll be right back. And I talked to the on call doctor and actually, um, so we he went straight to the cath lab and um, the our cardiologist called like an hour at the most later and said he had a complete um, right coronary artery blockage. Hmm. And so they he was fine, like they stented it and everything was fine. Um, 
but our, the cardiologist on call that was dealing with it in the office said that in his 19 years, he had never seen, this is, sorry. <laughs> for 19 years, pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah. So in his 19 years of cardiology as a doctor, he has only seen this three times where after a medication induced um, like stress test where you dilate the vessels, some plaque kind of dislodges and then when it closes again, it completely blocks the artery and they have a heart attack. So, I mean, this would have probably happened eventually anyway. And I was explaining it to the patient's wife. Like she was like, oh, he's going to be mad thinking this car is a heart attack. And I, and I, I was telling her, I always explain this to patients. It's not going to cause it. If it, if it does, you were going to probably have this happen in your life because we're mm-hmm. imitating your real life activities. And good thing it happened here where we can recognize it immediately. And that's exactly what I said. If you're going to have a heart attack, you want it to be in your cardiologist's office or the hospital. Um, and they lived out on a ranch way like three or four hours in the boonies. Wow. So they were like, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't in our trailer. And I'm like, yep, that's probably a good thing. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun. I mean, not fun, but for him. But you know, like we we've had like several heart attacks that. happening in the office that I've taken care of before, but it's not like too often that it happens. So yeah, I've yeah. only seen maybe two stemmies in the whole time I worked there. Mm-hmm. I think that's I've crazy. seen. I think this was the second one I've seen, and then we've just had like other random emergency stuff that's, that have gone on. But yeah. It's Close exciting. Today. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, not. Well, it, it, as it nurses, is. we can just say that. Like yeah. weird yeah. things that happen that aren't good, You're but it's like, like that's yeah. our excitement for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to not utilize you, your knowledge and skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't really do much, but yeah. No, um, I mean, you do yeah. though. I mean, you have to have that knowledge of knowing what ST segment elevation is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it takes a while to understand or, you know, you have to have some training and. Yeah. EKG courses, you know? Right. So. And I was like proud of myself. Like before it even printed, I saw it on the screen go bloop. And the first little bloop, I was like, oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> this is not good. Um, and um, I'm, I'm going to all post a picture of like the whole EKG, like the PQRST and what all of those mean for everyone listening. So they can kind of see like what things are happening. Cause I think it's good kind of education yeah. part of what like a STEMI mm-hmm. is and Anyway, it's so crazy to me how many people, <clears throat> patients I get that, you know, they come in through the ER, they get told they're having a heart attack and it's like this massive, you know, scary thing to them. And I have to sit them down and be like, you're actually fine. The term heart attack is used very broadly, you know, and explain to them the, the different yeah. levels of what a heart attack is. You know, like there's a STEMI, which right. is really like the the worst one you can have mm-hmm. and really intense and really in a, a, a moment. But then there are like little mild chest, you know, angina episodes mm-hmm. that bump up the troponins and the ER doctor calls it a heart attack, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it was interesting because the two nurses that were kind of also involved in this today had never seen a heart attack before. So they were, you know, we, most people, you know, see it from TV where someone's clutching their chest and in pain and their arm hurts or their jaw hurts. And then the later they're in bed and they're like, oh, I had a heart attack. Or they just keel over. Or they keel over. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, it's not, I mean, it's usually not like that sometimes, but it wasn't. This guy was lying there. He's like, oh, you know, you could tell he's like pale and diaphoretic and kind of, you know, like, you know, like shallow breaths. And I was like, take deep breaths in through your nose, you know, like, and he's, anyway, but it wasn't like, I was like, are you having pain or nausea? You know, and it's just light. Like the symptoms aren't what they portray, like, like everything. Like in labor, you're like, ah, and then your baby's born and you're painting a wall and you're really happy and everything's fine. You know, it's just not Wait, how they portray on TV. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I was kind of like. Sit on the floor. Is that yeah. okay? No. Um, our floor has to be more comfortable. Not for butts. <sighs> it is. You put your butt right on it. <laughs> now we're going to have to tear out this whole floor. So about coworkers though, yeah. my point with that story was we worked really well as a team. I feel like before when these types of emergencies have happened, I'm not shaming anyone in the past, but like, it's kind of a, no, but like it's been <laughs> was it me? like, no, but just like the, you know, everyone's busy and you don't know what's going on. So you're doing it on your own. You're like in the room and then you're trying to go back in the back to call EMS. You're having the phone person call and you're giving a report to the 
to the 911 dispatcher Mm -hmm. and then you're going back in the room and then you're trying to tell the doctor and then you're trying to give report to the EMS people when they come and you're all kind of doing it by yourself. Today, there were three of us nurses together. So one was with the patient. I was helping during that. Then we both went and talked to the doctor and then one of us went and talked to the called 911 with the phone person and gave report and the other one was still with the patient and then one was with the family member. So we were a really good team the whole time. That's cool. And then we sat together, just the three of us nurses kind of like talked about it after and like it wasn't like one of us trying to do all of it at the same time because it's mm-hmm. not possible you know um, or it's really stressful and it was really nice to like help and we all did it and good teamwork yeah it was good teamwork so having a good team is like huge and we all said afterward how thankful we were to have each other Aww. that we're always there to back each other up like we a really good team nice. every day so it's it feels good it makes you like nice. work more yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. But it's really hard when you don't have good coworkers. Any stories? <laughs> uh, actually, this is like part of the reason I wanted to talk about this. Remember, we had a coworker once that we really, really mm. didn't like. Mm. And so I wanted to kind of talk about the dynamics of being in an office with coworkers where you are in a small space with the same people day in, day out, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus being in a hospital where, you know, people change. You might have the same group that you tend to work with, but it's not always exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I remember we we had a coworker um, at the office and we were, it was just the three of us in a small room in an enclosed space. And when she first started, it seemed like she was going to be a dream because she was, you know, had some good background in cardiology and seemed pretty sharp and was confident. But then just personality wise, totally clashed. And I feel like we're pretty easygoing and can get along with most people. Um, Not everyone in the office is exactly alike, you know? Um, But this girl just really rubbed everyone the wrong way. Yeah. And would sing really loud, which you'd think I would like, but it was like... Yeah, like she was like sarcastic, (laughs) weird way. Yeah, like joke singing. Yeah. Nasally joke singing loudly. (laughs) A lot? Yeah, like, and cussing all the time. Like you could hear it out of our office, cussing or like yawning on the phone with patients. Burping. Yeah. You could hear it through the walls. She just had no self-awareness. No, none. And it was so awful that Kat and I would have to like debrief at the end of every day. Like, Mm -hmm. are you okay? (laughs) Did you? Support group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was awful. Like Sarah almost left the job because (laughs) it was so, it was that bad though. It was like. I believe it. Contemplating just getting out of the scenario because it was so, you're, you're in a tiny, tiny room with three people 40 hours a week. Yeah. And it, and she couldn't stay and work a whole day. There was always something dramatic. She mm-hmm. had to leave for this or that. She always had a lot of like dramatic stories, which I'm all about sharing. Tell me what's happening with your day and your life. But every day it was just something terrible mm-hmm. and how someone's mistreating her and mm. someone's screwing her over. Or she's sick or her kid's sick or this is sick. I mean, it was something all really the time. Always had mm-hmm. to leave early or always had to come in late or always had to... Yeah. Yeah. And um, it sucked because, you know, one of the doctors that we work with was checking in with me. Hey, how's it going with the new nurse? And I was like, "Uh, I mean, I think she does a good job as nurse, but really horrible to work with. And he's like, well, you know, you can't be friends with anyone, everyone, or, you know, just kind of like dismissed it, you know. And I said something about, well, she, you know, yells cuss words really loud and patients can hear it. Well, I mean, I guess we all yell sometimes. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you sit in an office with her for 40 hours a week. Yeah. Go and see how you like it. And she was a fabulous, like her nursing, like her knowledge and her everything, like, I don't know, I guess her just her knowledge. <laughs> like that was good. And what she addressed awesome. medically was great, but sometimes that's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, when you're in an enclosed space for 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Yeah, it was awful. And um, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting. It's like you really have to have a group that meshes well yeah. when you're in that type of a setting because it doesn't change. It's yeah. the same people all the time. And the most disturbing thing to me was like, she would um, talk to patients and then complain about them. And that was upsetting because if you're going to complain about people calling and asking for help, then what are you doing? I don't want to listen to you complain about every person you're talking to because I'm also talking to them and actually want to help them, you know, and there are some people that are very difficult to deal with some patients, but this was like most patients after she hung up the phone was 
blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, just do your job. Oh, he's like, a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, like, you what? Know? and you're like, are you kidding? Yeah, this is work. It's not, it's not, some people, you know, I have that issue with when they get in the habit of complaining about their job. And I'm always like, Oh, this you're being paid to do this, so it's obviously not like the best job in the whole wide world. Otherwise, you wouldn't be be, be getting paid, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm thinking about raft guiding. That's the best job <laughs> yeah. in the whole wide world for me, and I get paid in beer, basically. There you go. <laughs> but That's it's the best worth payment. It. It is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you got a trip coming up. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to train on the North Fork American River this weekend. <gasps> It's my first training trip out there. I've only actually rafted it like probably a dozen times or less because it's, you know, not damn released. So you can only raft it a couple months out of the year. Anyway, I've been requested to guide a trip in May on the North Fork. So now I've got to train to do it. And I'm so scared. I'm going to have diarrhea like right now just talking about it. Oh, well, <laughs> you're on it. my floor. So I, I did guess it. that's better than my couch. It happens. Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah's a raft guide for any new listeners. Also, and a nurse. She's just everything. And a rap guide. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> and a karaoke enthusiast. And beautiful. Oh, and smart. Hey, and I'm talented. just going to keep sitting here and let you compliment me all night. <laughs> just shower her with compliments. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I know what you mean, Desi, because sometimes if people are negative at work, and I've been guilty of this. Me too. Going on a kind of a negative tangent, and then it totally changes the atmosphere, and everyone will start complaining, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to turn it around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of feels like it's this contagious. place sucks. Mm-hmm. It is. And um, that's one thing I like about where we're working now because I feel like very few people do that. And when I first started working there, I felt like I was the person who was doing that, complaining about, oh man, this patient's such a jerk, blah, 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 blah. Asshole is probably what I would say. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I tried to censor myself and be nice just now. This guy's an asshole. Um, Or these stupid computers. That's a legit thing. The computers are annoying. Um, they don't always work they don't and you roll. have to have them for certain things. And if you know, whatever, they're just annoying. Um, but people don't, you know, commiserate with me as often there. So now I'm out of the habit of it as much, which I think is really good because I'm very, um, easily persuaded it turns out. So I think that like, or what is, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not easily persuaded, but, um, suggest, Suggestive or suggestive. Suggestible. Suggestible, impressionable. Like whatever the, the, you know, mood and vibe. Yeah. Easily influenced. Easily influenced. That's exactly it. So it's easy for me to get really negative and down if everyone else is complaining. But if everyone else is not, then I'm like, okay, I need to stop being such a complainer. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I think when we do complain too, we do it out of like humor. A lot too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to though, yeah. like it's cathartic, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's I feel like different than constantly complaining and having attitude about every single like thing. everything's a problem. It's like no, that's you have to if, breathe. If, yeah. every, <laughs> if everything's a problem, you are the problem. Exactly. If every single person and every situation is annoying, you are the one that has the problem. What's the common denominator denominator there? Maybe you just don't like your job. Yeah. Leave. Get out of here. Seeing people that are so upset is like, it's first of all, really annoying to listen to, really frustrating. And like, I am so sorry you have to live your life that way. That everything is such a huge deal and irritating to you. Like, but I'm. But it's you. You're the problem. Like every single person can't be terrible in every single situation. Yeah, you're the problem, and it's so hard to work with people like that. No, you are. <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't know. I have a. You know. Anyway, it's frustrating. Um, and. I feel like we could do so many episodes about coworkers. I was thinking about report and who I like to give report to and get report from versus people that I don't. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, like some for s- sure. There like are what? definitely, well, one thing it kind of um, plays back to what you were saying is like uh, cowork- or you know, getting, giving report to somebody and they like interrogate you on things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, or that are like I don't know. You can let's you can look that up. It's in their chart right there. Like, like the glucose. You know, it's like 
not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's a good big deal, look it up. Yeah. You know, or check it. Like there, it's not an issue. Right. And so that really frustrates me. And my tolerance for it usually um, depends on my energy level. And some, or the other thing is when you're giving report and they aren't obviously aren't listening, you know. Yeah. And you want to get out of there, you know. You're exhausted, and you're giving report. You're trying to keep it at a slow pace so they can write everything down, and then you realize they're not listening to a thing you're saying, so you speed up because you're like, well, if they're not going to listen, I'm just going to get through it. And then they come back at the and ask you questions of things you've already said. So or annoying. when you come back that next night, they're like, yeah, and you didn't mention this, and so I didn't. And it's like, I did mention that. Mm-hmm. So, Do you think that when they ask those questions about things that don't really, aren't really huge factors, is it like inexperienced people or people that aren't as good that ask those like ridiculous things or it's just, it's like a power trip. Yeah. It feels like that. I mean, who knows? Um, but I'm not a super, I don't get those types of questions from, with that uh, approach to the question from inexperienced nurses, you know, and I, when I have a question, I try to come at it from like more a humility thing. You know, we're all nurses. We're all in the same team. We're all trying to, you know, take good care of the patient. And we all have the same, you know, complaints about our job. It's a hard job. So we're, we should be comrades and not, you know, out to get each other yeah. or make each other feel stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a nurse that um, works on our unit who I love to give report to because she'll listen attentively, but seems like she doesn't give two shits what you say. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to like, you know, figure out whatever it is and do the day. She doesn't say that, but that's the general attitude I get from her. Like, yeah, well, whatever it is, it's going to be, and then I'll just figure it out and do it. You know, and I'm like, great, you're the best. She doesn't, you know, make you feel bad for anything. She doesn't ask too many questions, that, you know, of like she'll ask an occasional question, but it's usually something important and if you don't know she's like oh it's fine I'll look it up you know like what kind of questions <laughs> um where's their IV access um what year like how long ago did they have that knee surgery or mm. like uh I don't know things that you did for the patient did you do this did you tell the doctor that mm. you know mm-hmm. things like that and it's like okay well we made it through the shift and the patient's alive and they're fine we took care of things so here's what I'm giving to you. You know, sometimes people like to go back and pick apart things that you did and things that you made a nursing judgment about. And then they tell you why it was wrong or why you shouldn't have done that. And it's like, well, that's what I did on my shift. It was my license and I made the call and it's not going to reflect badly on you. So you do you when you take over, you know? Totally. I know that feeling. What's the point of telling someone you should not have done that? You're like, okay, well, I did. Yeah. I've had to be like, okay. (laughs) Too late. Well, I've said, okay, well, since I obviously didn't know what I was doing, what should I do next time? (laughs) (laughs) That is a great response. I just want to shadow you guys. Like, I really wish I could just go and like spend a day or a night or whatever, like following your shift. That would be so fun. Like, I'm not responsible for anything. Be like, just get to watch. I just, I I don't think like HIPAA wise you could do that unless you're like wanting to apply or something. But like, you could just say you want to apply. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do they let you shadow? I just feel like it'd be Mm -hmm. so fun. Mm -hmm. It and would be fun to have you too. So fun. Yeah. We do have a lot of fun on the floor. Yeah, we really do. Especially on night shifts. It's so fun. I kind of miss like it already. You're doing both, family. sir? I'm doing both because I'm stupid and crazy. I sign up for- but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and people are always confused. They're always like, are you doing nights now? Are you doing days now? And I'm like, yes. And yes, I'm just going with the flow. I try to say that all the time. I'm just going with the flow, whatever, you know, whenever I can get shifts. But it's true because I signed up for shifts last week. I was covering someone and I got put on call for one of the days and then didn't end up going in. So I only worked one day last week. So then this weekend I picked up night shifts to make up for for it and then now I'm on day shifts this week because I've already was signed up for it so. how many on like roughly do you days a week do you work mm, three okay. I, I still end up doing two to three this week I'm working four last week I only worked one so okay it just yeah I'll address you mm-hmm um, yeah, other nurses things that people have done when you give the report give report that annoy me um <laughs> I don't know. I might have told this story on the podcast before, but there was this nurse at a hospital I worked at 
there, there was a whole mentality about the nurses. Like you have to get a doctor's order for everything. You know, some places there's a little bit of leeway. It's like, you know, you shouldn't wake up the cardiologist at this hour. You know exactly what they would say about it. Just go ahead and do it. And in the morning, get permission, you know, and mm-hmm. put the order in and cover your ass. And anyway, so, and this is the most benign thing that I could have been chided for. So I had a patient who had Tylenol ordered for fever, PRN fever. Well, he had nothing for pain and he had a headache. So I gave him the Tylenol for a headache. <laughs> Can you believe I did that? And I'm so, so rebellious. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm bad. Scandalous. <laughs> so bad. I mean, headaches <laughs> cause pain. Oh no, fever. Oh shoot, it was for fever. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> fell right into that I was one. Like, Damn it. <laughs> fever, fever, fever. Whining with headaches nurses. can cause fever, right? <laughs> so I gave him the Tylenol, and I did not call the cardiologist and ask for permission to change the order to say that. Which one I'm like, do I even really need to do that? Come on, yeah. Um, but I feel like if, you'd be so mad if you call in the middle of the night and he's like, Oh my gosh, they would be. You want to get I'm, but first of all, I'm like, Do we even need to change the order to state that? Yes, I guess if you were ever in a lawsuit and someone mm. came back and asked why you gave that Tylenol, there was no documented fever, then you could get in trouble. But I mean, it's Tylenol, you can get it over the counter and take it at home. So for things like that, I'm just like, mm-hmm. If they were at home, they would take it. And there's it's our anyway, so. And then the other thing is exactly your point. Do I want to wake up a doctor in the middle of the night? This patient didn't have anyone else assigned to them. It was only the cardiologist service that was taking care of them. So I would have had to wake someone up to say, um, excuse me, uh, my patient has a headache and I'm wondering if I can change the order to say that I can give the Tylenol for headache instead of just fever. I just want to slap yeah. you right now. <sighs> Don't kidding. you? That's they awful. would yell. They would be so mad. And I feel like... Even though it's illegal, like they think you're dumb. Like when I ask those dumb questions, I'm like, I know your answer already. But I I have to ask. But I feel like they answer like, obviously. And I'm like, but I I legally have to have you say yes. Even though I already Mm -hmm. told the patient and I'm just asking you in formality. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they look at you like, that's a stupid, of course. (laughs) I'm like, well, duh. But- this is what we have to do because you're the doctor and I'm the nurse. So uh, the next morning, the nurse comes in, I'm giving her report and she's like, you gave the Tylenol for headache and not for fever. Did you get the doctor to change the order? And I'm like, no, um, you know, I was hoping that you could just ask them to change it when they come around and round on the patient this morning. And she was so upset about it. And she made me wait around until the cardiologist came around and changed the order. I've done that like, what hundreds of times given Tylenol? Oh yeah. When there's an order for it for fever, even it's like that's ridiculous. The doctor was like, "Yeah, that's exactly how that." Yeah. yeah. Can I? Do, yeah. yeah. It took a one second, and she could have easily done it, and it was on day shift at that point, and I was supposed mm-hmm. to be home sleeping. Oh my God, why do people have to make your life so miserable? I'm like, you're here now. This is why nursing is a, you know, it's a 24 hour job. I go home and then you take over. And there's some stuff that I didn't get to do because like, you know, I didn't get to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to wake up a cardiologist in the middle of the night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get for like really important things or things that are big deal things like Mm -hmm. Tylenol or sometimes, okay, this might be a little bigger deal, but. Not really. So our office is small. There's only a couple nurses. I know them well. And if someone does like a TB test, let's say we have to give the doctors their TB tests because they have to get them yearly or whatever. So we'll do it. And the other nurse, like we have a per diem nurse, she will not read it because she did not give it. She will not read the TB test. No, that's not a rule. That's not a rule. I don't know, but she just won't. She's like, no, I don't. I do, I wasn't. I didn't do it. So you should be the one to read it. I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. First of all, anybody, any RN right. can read. That's it. like a medication thing, but not really a. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that's. I should actually probably talk to her about that. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. That's why you document which arm you gave it on so then whoever sees the can documentation can figure can it out. It. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but she also will do that with like, and okay, so that is a rule for medications, right? You didn't draw it up. You shouldn't give it. Right. You don't know, whatever. But okay, our office, like I said, is small. I know the nurse as well. If they drew it up, I'm sure, whatever. But, you have to establish your trust with each right. other and then you can... Yeah, do things like that that you're not to. supposed to. But, but really, fine. I mean, 
if it, it should be, a, I mean, whatever. It's a little, I'm okay with being a little I, flexible. I'm with you. Okay, so, oh, you drew it up. Oh, something came up. I'm really busy. Can you give it? Sure, I'll do it. And then we have some people that are very, very strict. Will not touch it. Will not do it. I won't look at it. I did not draw it. I cannot do it. It's like a huge thing. And then it causes... So much everything to work. come behind, yeah, because you're like, well, I'm just this other thing came up anyway. It's just funny because some people are very by the book, which is good. I mean, legally, you're supposed to be, but I, I mean, I think it depends on the situation. Like, yeah. we're not, you know, listen, little Miss Perfect, if you want to do everything <laughs> by the book, good yeah. for you. <laughs> I think, I think like per diem is probably they don't, they're not there every day. It's not, you know. I, you know what I'm trying to say? They don't like, know the culture as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's just easier, like for us, we're just like, I'm so busy, just whatever. <laughs> whatever, I'm there full time. <laughs> I didn't Excuse mean me. you, Sarah. No, she's giving me <laughs> crap because I'm her yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But it's like you become a little more flexible over time. I don't know. Yeah. Also, this is my month of two years at my current job. Cheers. Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations. Two years, so two years in cardiology. Uh, four years being a nurse. Awesome. Hey, hang out. Hang on. Takeshi just got ready to like end the recording because he heard us cheers and he thought we were done. <laughs> he got so excited. <laughs> he wasn't even listening. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of coworkers who just are not paying attention. Yeah, this one who doesn't even get paid. God, no he's so clue. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's cool because... Uh, there's a lot of coworkers that can really make your life great too, you know? Um, that's one thing I love about where I'm working now. And I loved it at the office, restricted to some coworkers. Mm-hmm. The nursing department, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some people from other departments that did not make my life great. In mm-hmm. fact, they had a lot to do with why I wanted to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. um, it's nice being with a team that's supportive and, you know, trusting people and also understanding that, we're not perfect and none of us are trying to beat each other up and just quit giving each other such a hard time. Yeah. Because are you going to do everything perfect? No. no. So, yeah, yeah, why make other people feel like you have to do yeah. it? Yeah. I feel insanely lucky where we work, uh, especially with, I mean, just because I'm, I work nights, I say this, especially with nights, I just feel like we are so bonded and close and I know if something's going wrong with a patient and they're tanking, I know I immediately have like three people at my disposal to help me, you know, and they're going to, I trust them to do what's, what's right for the patient in that moment, what's right right for me. And I can like trust them that they're going to be there, you Mm -hmm. know, like uh, we had a rapid recently and I was stuck talking to the doctors because no, none of the doctors knew what were going on and I was just trying to get orders. Like I was like, okay, well, how about a dilt drip? Can I put them on a dilt drip? Well, um, well, they're on this. And I had to like backtrack the patient's whole history when the patient's heart rate's in the 200s mm. because one was too timid to give the med they want. And then the Now's other doctor- Now's not the time for this. Yeah, <laughs> the other doctor didn't know the patient. So anyways, I was stuck doing that and- on the phone with the doctor. Meanwhile, my patient's tanking and I had, but I knew I had three of my coworkers in the room helping him, making sure he was okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's just nice being able to, uh, when things get really serious, know you have a good team Mm -hmm. helping you. It's comforting and knowing like, cause you never really know like in nursing what's going to really happen with the patient at any given time and knowing that, okay, well, if something does happen, I'm not alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, that's the scariest part is being alone and having to make all those judgment calls on your own merit. Right. Yeah. It still like gets your adrenaline up and you're like, oh my God. Okay. Like today I, I literally, literally ran into one of the doctors, one of the cardiologists around the corner. Cause I was trying to like go call 911 and I like literally ran into him and later I was like, oh God, sorry. And then later went back and I was like, oh, sorry, someone had a STEMI. I just ran into you. I didn't mean to. I was trying to call you. And I was like, oh, what? Okay. Oh, it's fine. You know? And then the other cardiologist had poked around. Oh, someone had a STEMI? Oh, what's <laughs> like, It's exciting. Water yeah. uh, in, a, in an outpatient office, you know, it's, it's a pretty much as it exciting is. as it gets. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's nice to have people around, not only that have your back in critical situations, but also just if you're having a 
crap day. Um, there was a day a couple weeks ago when I was running around. Like I just, you know, sometimes they make the assignment pretty fairly as best they can, but sometimes you just have a really busy group. I think this day I had, um, I think all four of my patients were diabetic, which just adds a lot of time. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I hate taking care of diabetics. Um, no, it just adds a lot of time because you have to go around and check everyone's blood sugar and then you have to get the insulin and it might not be in the fridge and then you have to have someone co-sign and whatever. It just takes a lot of time. Um, also, just people going to procedures and coming back and then a bunch of different med administration times. And um, some people, you know, they were done with their charting and everything by four o'clock and they just offered to help me and pass meds Aww. to my patients. And Aww, I was like, nice. Really? That's so nice of you. Thank you. And it makes me feel bad because in other hospitals, it wouldn't happen like that. You know, you might have to plead with someone to help you or if there's a resource nurse, you know, and then they're like, okay, but then I have to do this. You know, they make you feel bad about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But this was just nice. People were just offering to help me. And I was like, oh, that actually really was helpful. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like when somebody if you ask somebody for help, like even with a boost or to clean somebody up, they're not like harboring any annoyances towards you, you know? Yeah. It's not like, fine. Oh, she always asked me to help her. It's like, yeah, nobody says that. Yeah. It's true. And there's places where people have that attitude where it's like, I don't have time for this right now. You know, it's the, the, it's not my job attitude or Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, can't you get a CNA to help you? And I'm like, if I could, I would already have one in here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have people just genuinely be happy to help. Yeah. Yeah. And that translates well for the patients. I mean, who are the ultimate focus, you know, if you have a good team work going, right. They don't have to wait as long for stuff. People are available. You're safer with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And it feels really good to be like, we had someone the other day say that, like you have a fabulous team. I, all of you nurses are great. You do a thorough job. You're really good. And I really trust you guys. And I was like, it doesn't that mean so much. That's so sweet. Like that's the whole point. Oh, you know. So you guys talking about like your whole night shift team. I'm like, I want to be on that team. That would sound like Oh my gosh, they're really close. You would actually fit in really well. I think with the, their night shift crew. I feel like I'm a little too old to like really blend in. Look at our supervisor. (laughs) Well, okay. T- point taken. <laughs> he's a uh, he's his life's a hot mess, and we just all partake in the, like, his uh, personal affairs and gossip. Oh, that and sounds fun. We're gonna have him on here at some point, yeah, so we, we should. <laughs> we'll let that him tell fun. us how, how hot of a mess his life is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, I feel like we could go on and on about coworkers. Yeah. We should probably like do another take on this and some yeah, with some different some angle one day that didn't get fit in tonight. Oh, so we can, I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. They're too big of topics to condense. Okay, well, bring in next podcast. There we go. Awesome. You gotta stay tuned, some, folks. Something to look forward to. Yeah. All right. Awesome guys. Thanks for being here. Ready to Cheers. Cheers.